0: Welcome to Shortcut to Sunday. I'm Ben. And I'm Bruce. And this is your podcast for June 26th, 2022, the third Sunday after Pentecost in year C. And we are coming to you not live on behalf of Holy Family Episcopal Church in Fishers, Indiana. And Bruce, I'm feeling great today. How are you? I'm doing well. Good, good, good. As we're recording this, this is a, this is a, a, uh last week was the father's day episode but we're recording this on father's day so it another happy mm-hmm. father's day it, i mean it can't hurt to to say it more than <laughs> once a year right right yeah so um but yeah we're we're uh we're we're getting into the real summer months it was hot this past week <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and i'm and i'm told we're uh, we're in for some more this week so um, as your as your computer or or phone or whatever listening device is literally melting uh, <laughs> pl- while playing this, uh, uh, stay cool, everybody.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Have some lemonade, iced uh, tea.
0: Yeah, uh, dried ice, maybe. Uh, I don't know. a you know, Computer, some, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Some liquid nitrogen. Um, uh, but yeah, so uh, we've got a fair amount of things going on this week. So it, it, as you're listening. Um, uh, it may not be too late to, uh, to, uh, attend, uh, the spark fishers event that we're having on Saturday. Right. Um, uh, it, it, is there, a, I, I'm
1: trying to remember, is there a specific time when that, when that we're, we're saying we'll kind of be firing things up at 5. PM. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, uh, um, parades at 6 PM. Okay. And so, you know, people can get parked, set up some chairs if they want on the lawn and walk up to the parade and. Mm-hmm. You know, myself and others will be on the church grounds to keep everything safe. Yeah, and the food truck is supposed to be here at five, so people can get food then.
0: That's that. That's the important thing, right there. When does the food truck arrive and is open for business?
1: Well, actually, it's supposed to be open for business at five, but okay. we'll see. Okay, it's a food if, truck. If, it's if it's a,
0: yeah, if it's a little, if it's a little late, uh, you know, they had, the, yeah. had trouble with the propane tank or something, and 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 took them a little while longer to start up. Uh, but yeah, whenever that food is starting to get served, that's when I'm interested in being
1: there <laughs> yes it is delicious and and the proprietor is interested in being here being ready to serve round five because that's that way he can uh catch the parade going crowd coming from the sure yeah, yeah down yeah. the main
0: street much more advantageous to yeah. to be up and ready to go uh, so so if you've never attended before Sparkfishers is um uh our our city um um celebration for uh fourth of july uh that's done I think traditionally a a full week before. Well, it's uh, just the
1: Saturday before. Yeah. uh, So
0: I I wasn't sure if it was always the Saturday before, but the the long and short of it is to, to stand out and not get drowned out by whatever's going on in downtown Indianapolis. So, uh, um, so this is our 4th of July celebration this coming weekend. Uh, There will be fireworks once it's dusk. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, in the meantime, uh, on church grounds, we'll be uh, entertaining people with uh, like I said, food, food and, and
1: long games yeah and good conversation
0: i don't have any of that <laughs> sure so that'll be somebody somebody else's task with that then, and I you know
1: assume. and people if they want can uh you know watch the parade not watch the parade go up to the town oval and mm-hmm, enjoy mm-hmm. the various booths and activities there and yeah with the new nickel plate trail it's quite an easy walk to get there yeah,
0: yeah, the trail is open. So yeah, if uh, if you wanted to venture off and uh, into the municipal park, uh, uh, and and see what all's going on there, nice and easy to uh, uh, to dip down underneath the uh, 116th Street yeah. and and uh, see what yeah. what all they have planned. Just, of which I don't know. I don't know what they all have planned.
1: Um... I forget probably <laughs> lots of things.
0: There's, there's. We're food. not responsible for it, so we don't right. have to worry about what it is. There's
1: food, there are vendors, <laughs> there's music. Yeah, yeah, they're good things.
0: Yeah, lots of lots of good things going. On. Hopefully, uh, uh, we will have good enough weather that heat stroke will not be uh, a, an active concern. But that's true. Uh, we'll we'll see. It's definitely bring sunscreen, uh, uh, sh- shade items, those kind of things if you want them.
1: Well, um, the the high is supposed to be ninety two and partly
0: cloudy oh partly cloudy would be perfect yeah. yeah so okay well good well now since weather never changes that's what that's <laughs> the way it's gonna be can't wait can't wait set in stone good to go um well yeah and, we, and uh, likewise we have plenty of other things going on the the, the youth mission trip starts the following morning
1: yeah uh, so we'll be doing to a send-off
0: eight, at eight o'clock, eight o'clock yeah, yeah. Um, so that'll be, that'll be good and exciting for them. They're heading down to, uh, Roan mountain, uh, in Tennessee, the the Johnson city, Tennessee, the Northeast corner of the state. Uh, beautiful, um, um, beautiful area. Uh, so, uh, um, that'll be exciting for them. They'll
1: be doing good ministry in a beautiful place.
0: Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) What more can you ask for? Yeah. Um, so, well, let's, um, I don't know if I have anything else to hit up uh, as far as like on the on the timetable for upcoming events. So let's move on to uh, this day in church history and let's Mm -hmm. see what let's see what has happened on uh, June 26th in the past. Uh, We're going to start in 684. Benedict II is consecrated as pope. Uh, he's a humble and charitable man. He will be successful in, free, in freeing papal elections from the requirement of imperial confirmation. Oh, good. Uh, so, um,
1: huh.
0: so, so something that... Uh, I didn't maybe...
1: realize that took place so recently.
0: Recent? You yeah. mean so so early on in history? No. Or? Oh. So late in history. So late in history. Yeah. 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 Okay. I wasn't... You I... were
1: like, he's an idiot. Well... <laughs> That seems like a long time ago to me. So,
0: <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, so, so, uh, uh, free, free from, uh, uh you didn't need the government's permission, uh, for, right. from, from, uh, for Imperial confirmation, uh, anymore after that. Uh, 847 sees the consecration of the scholar Rabinus Morris as archbishop of Mainz. And that's all it says. M-A-I-N-Z. Where's Mainz? Where
1: is that? I think that's, is it that German? well it sounds like a german name but it. what year was it 847 847 mm-hmm. oh well who knows now we the the territory that's now germany has had so many different political structures i'm not sure who would claim them at that point
0: i i was kind of curious if there was anything that stood out to you and me saying that because that's the end of the entry and it's like yeah that's kind that's i mean leaves me hanging for, for for it to be for it to be Noteworthy, um, I mean, don't don't get me wrong, uh, 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 archbishops getting uh, uh, consecrated, you know, a noteworthy event, but to make it all the way on the, (laughs) uh, you know, thousand plus years later uh, on the uh, notable days in church history kind of stood out to me as like, huh, I wonder if there's more to this story that I don't know. And apparently (laughs) there is, but neither of us know it. Right. (laughs) Uh, 1080. A council of about 30 German and Italian bishops meet in, at Brixen in, in the Tyrol, which I'm not sure what the Tyrol is, uh, and deposes Pope Gregory the Seventh on trumped-up charges including avarice, simony, sorcery, and the Berengarian heresy. Holy cannoli, so, that guy was bad. Avarice I get, <laughs> sorcery, kind of comical, but I know what that is simony
1: i have no idea
0: s-i-m-n-o-i why okay all right I, I i saved google searching that for uh for for when we got here just uh, so
1: people could wait
0: <laughs> yeah exactly just well because i wanted to see if you knew what oh okay the buying or selling of ecclesiastical privileges okay so oh. this is pardons. this is like uh
1: indulgences indulgences and and ordinations yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And-
0: uh, so, so there's that. And the Berengarian heresy. I did pre look this one up oh, because okay. I do love heresies. Um, so the heresy of Berengarius of Tours, a French theologian who denied transubstantiation and yet professed some form of real presence of Christ in the Eucharist. So didn't didn't like the idea that the bread and wine became actual physical uh, flesh and blood, but did like the idea of Christ being present somehow, um, which in a very real way,
1: which is essentially the, the Episcopal theology, yeah, of the Eucharist. So, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, come on over, right? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Baron Garrett, we're so we're guilty of the Baron Garrett heresy, we are. Say that three times <laughs> Baron Garrett, I'll just heresy. say
1: Episcopal, that's hard enough. <laughs>
0: There's a lot of area areas, uh, so, um, 1526 I left this one in because it's called it, it's the diet of elans what is anyway i don't know proclaims religious freedom so i, uh, uh, di- I think, diet perhaps i think uh,
1: it's like the, a congress
0: okay the right of all persons in uh the the grisons which is a region in switzerland of both sexes and of whatever condition or rank to choose between the catholic and the reformed religion so it was, Notice it was there were only two right <laughs> And so that version of religious freedom. There is a caveat, however. Those who chose the the reformed will be subject to banishment, but not death. (laughs) Good times. Religious freedom, (laughs) finally. Uh, What? What was our last part? (laughs) Um, And interestingly enough. Why am I getting uh, packing boxes at the door? (laughs) Interestingly enough. Three years later, 1529, the Swiss, same people, agree uh, to the first piece of capel between Protestant and Catholic canons. <laughs> so, uh, interesting. It was, I felt that was interesting. Um, 1691, we see the death at Exeter of John Flavel, an eminent English Puritan who suffered much of his life from laws against non-conformance. Nonconformists right. But had many Loyal parishioners Who would travel More than five miles If you think about Back at that point in time yeah, Five miles That was maybe. a hike Yeah One way To hear him preach uh, After he was ejected From his pulpit uh, Or met him In the woods to, to hear him So it was like A more modern day John the Baptist Kind of a thing uh, He wrote many books Including one On Providence uh, Several future Revival leaders Including George Whitfield And Robert Murray McKayen <laughs> Uh, were influenced by his writings but I thought that, uh, that that interesting kind of like a like I said almost a John the Baptist kind of a deal
1: yeah um, except meaner
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah um, 1886 Isaac Barton Kimbra tells the Texas legislature how he was held up by high women in Tennessee while fund raising funds for a Christian college and how he persuaded the young robbers to donate to the worthy cause instead.
1: <laughs> Man, that's a development
0: officer. <laughs> right? Something well, about that story, though, does, it like, it makes it, it like, okay, all right, Isaac. How'd you really get the money? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, con- I converted some robbers on the highway. Like, no, oh, no, okay, would you really do? It's nothing. interesting that you mentioned highway robbery. I was
1: thinking uh, playing okay. at the poker table.
0: <laughs> there you go i wonder uh 1928 uh says we see the death in new york city of isabel florence hapgood who had translated many french and russian works of literature into ling- uh, into english she had also worked to bring together russian orthodox and episcopalians in the united states
1: oh that's nice we finally mentioned
0: <laughs> yeah we're Man, in, she did great stuff we in one of these <laughs> um This is one of my. uh, There's two more. This is this one is my favorite of the day. 1946, uh, we see the death of Alma Bridwell White, the first female bishop in the United States. So, claps, right? Claps, right? I'm waiting for the punchline. That is, of course, for the Pillar of Fire denomination, known for uh, formerly known as the Methodist Pentecostal Union Church. She was a supporter of the Ku Klux Klan. She was anti-Semitic, and despite the original name of her denomination, strongly opposed uh, the Pentecon- Pentecostal manifestations such as uh, tongue speaking. Uh, so, uh, yeah, our first female bishop, <laughs> anti-Semitic, <laughs> great. Graces, we've got a great history <laughs> all-inclusive women are welcome so long as you are hate is in your heart <laughs> okay you made me snort <laughs> uh, and then the last uh the last one 1984 more recently noble alexander a seventh day seventh day adventist pastor uh, step, finally, steps off a plane in Washington D.C. after spending 22 years in Fidel Castro's prisons because of his faith. 22 years. I mean, I know, I know, participating in this podcast with me seems like prison, but whew, 22 years.
1: Well, I was going to say, being a Seventh Day Adventist is like being <laughs> in a prison. <laughs> That's how we could do. The man deserves
0: a little <laughs> bit of consideration.
1: <laughs> Come on. <laughs> yeah. My goodness. I uh, used to live in Seventh Day Adventist land, so I got you. you know, look, look, it was look, tough look,
0: hanging out. Let's like a- let's be honest. We're all a little nuts and a bit much.
1: Well, yeah. <laughs> but have you <laughs> actually? You probably haven't seen. In the west of the United States, Der Schnitzel mm-hmm. is a major fast food place. sells hot dogs. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. In the in the city of Loma Linda, which is where I live near, mm-hmm. the Der Wiener Schnitzel served only vegetarian hot dogs. Huh? Because that's one of the Seventh Day Adventist beliefs is only being vegetarian. Mm-hmm. Hey, it was a grave disappointment the first time I went through that drive through. <laughs>
0: broccoli <laughs> why why hey look uh uh, uh that, that religion has grown uh, we call yeah. them vegans now uh no <laughs> <I'm> well, gonna...
1: <laughs> let's not take off on the seventh day. <laughs> <laughs> tangent we could be there fine
0: fine fine now well, that concludes uh this yeah. this uh, uh, uh our day in church history uh many thanks to all the wonderful weird stories <laughs>
1: that As we have always. gathered
0: uh, over the years. Let's move on to the other weird stories that uh, <laughs> that we've gathered over the years and, and uh our first reading comes from the book of 1 Kings uh which we mentioned last week uh uh do love this st- all the stories in Kings. So um uh we'll see uh we'll see what story we have we have in store uh, for us this week. 1 Kings chapter 19 verse 15 and 16. And we'll skip a few and finish it out with 19, 20, and 21. Then the Lord said to him, Go, return on your way to the wilderness of Damascus. When you arrive, you shall anoint Hazael as king over Aram. Also, you shall anoint Jehu, son of Nimshi, as king over Israel. And you shall anoint Elisha, son of Shaphat of Abel-Meloa, as prophet in your place. So he set out from there and found Elisha son of Shaphat who was plowing. There were 12 yoke of oxen ahead of him and he was with the 12th. Elijah passed by him and threw his mantle over him. He left the oxen, ran after Elijah and said, "Let me kiss my father and my mother and then I will follow you." Then Elijah said to him, "Go back again, for what have I done uh, for what have I done to you?" He returned from following him, took the yoke of oxen, and slaughtered them. Using the equipment of the from the oxen, he boiled their flesh and gave it to the people, and they ate. Then he set out and followed Elijah and became his servant. Um, that story didn't end the way that I expected it to,
1: <laughs> but I thought you loved these
0: stories. I, I do. You knew
1: this by heart. That's why I like
0: these stories. <laughs> <laughs> um, so. One was almost kind of expecting, uh, kind of like a the 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 well-known phrase of like, "Oh, anyone who puts his hand to the plow and looks back uh, is not worthy." You know what I mean? Like something it like is that.
1: Supposed to? Well, I was going to say it's supposed to remind you of that other, other way around.
0: Yeah, other way around. This is the original story. Yeah. The original yeah. story. Uh, but he does Elijah lets him go back uh, and say goodbye. Right?
1: Kinda. Kinda. Well, he lets him say goodbye. Yeah. But then the oxen are killed. Yeah. <laughs> so he, he really is. You know, he This really... is like Cortez burning his ships.
0: Yes. <laughs> like, yes. like uh, uh, um, uh, which I don't know how many people know that story, but the um, uh, <laughs> adventurer Cortez uh, had like four or five ships. I think when, when they reached the new world, he set them all on fire so that no one could have thoughts of like, oh, we should leave uh, and, and head home.
1: And they should have.
0: <laughs> And they absolutely should have.
1: <laughs> Instead, they went in and destroyed civilizations and murdered countless. Yes,
0: yes. Some by the sword, some by disease. Yeah. Uh, many, many by disease. Uh, but yeah, so uh, this is kind of like that equivalent of... Yeah. of oh, I'm just going to burn the oxen and... Uh, <laughs> won't ever be tempted to come back to... Well, burning the yoke and uh-huh. cooking
1: the oxen. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, So, I mean, everything... All the farming equipment's gone.
0: Yeah, yeah. This is this doesn't feel so much. We've talked before about how uh, fire imagery in the Bible can have like a purifying uh, uh, effect, or that that might be the intention in certain spots. I don't feel like that's the int- intention in this story. Um, uh, this isn't so much purification. This is this is destruction. <laughs> well,
1: but,
0: but it's, solidifying of the path forward of like.
1: It's, that yeah you're right on the primary meeting but I think it's not but I think the the burning of the yoke is also a purification of elisha's ministry mm, okay I mean it's you know as he watches that burn he you know, it he is I'm sure contemplating what's happening mm-hmm. and trying to see what might happen next, which she has no idea of the crazy stories.
0: <laughs> hey. We've only yes. just begun.
1: So it, I, you know, I, and obviously it's uh, easier narrative to include that with, uh, as the firewood, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, but part of it is purification. Okay. Purification of Elijah's life.
0: Yeah. This is the, this is the start of uh, uh, the, the duo uh, uh, group of, Elijah and Elisha, right. the probably most most confused duo prophet situation. Anybody who talked to either of them, I assume they constantly were like, "You talking to me, or... <laughs> e- Elijah? Enunciate. I'm Elisha. <laughs> I'm Elisha. <Yeah>. He's Elijah. <laughs> yeah, please enunciate." Um, I would. I I just imagine that. Both of them respond no matter what, like, you know, <laughs> but I guess Elijah is the senior. So, right. so Elisha would have been in a more subservient, uh, position, Definitely. uh, profit wise. Um, so I, but I love one of the things that I love about, uh, uh first Kings is the, the first and second Kings actually. All the names that uh, mm-hmm. you know, Elijah and Elisha, fairly familiar. But man, I love you know Nimshi and Shaphat and mm-hmm. and uh, uh, you know just such fun. Yeah. fun I mean, if, if you sci- have... sci- sci-fi style yeah. names <laughs> at this point
1: because we're so far removed See, from that I was, as society. I but... was about to say it'd be great names for your dogs. <laughs> it, yeah, Nimshi. <laughs> but yes. The, the, yeah, and in all seriousness, Sit, no a cheese. lot of authors have turned to the Hebrew Scriptures for names. Yeah, well, particularly sci-fi authors. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Why not? Um, what is it that we skip over? We 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 miss three killing.
1: The- <laughs> of course, because it's kings. Okay, okay. So seventeen and eighteen. What what happens? Um, I'm just getting there. Uh, the death and murder. Death, yeah. <laughs> Uh, they're being in. They're being instructed to. Who is it they're killing? That's what I'm trying to figure out. Um, oh, they're killing off um, false prophets. Uh, okay.
0: Here, Elisha. Let me make some room for you. here. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Oh, a desk has just does, opened up.
0: <laughs> does a light is the implication that there's a light? Elisha does not know this then because those are the, no. the those are the, the, the sentences prior to well, finding him plowing in the field.
1: And the other thing is th- those actions are not mentioned anywhere else in mm. the Bible. And most of the re- rest of the narrative is at least referred to in other places. Hmm. Um, and so they're, and so even the most conservative, no, I shouldn't put it that way. Even the moderately conservative biblical scholars doubt its authenticity. Oh, that, okay. The parts about, yeah, go kill them. And Then if they don't do it, he has to do it. If he doesn't do it, he has to do it. Interesting. Interesting. Um, we
0: also see here at the beginning part of the, the, uh, reading this, um, Appointment through through Elijah at, for for kingship, which is mm-hmm. was that like a n- normal kind of a kind of a
1: deal? Well, we don't know for sure. In the Bible, yes, gotcha. But whether that's reading into history by faithful Jewish people how that person became king, right? You know, that that was God's will, or was it actually historically how kings? Kings had to have the support of a prophet. Gotcha. Real or not, we we don't know. <clears throat> hmm.
0: Yeah, it, it makes you it does kind of make you wonder. I, I suppose all these writings, it aren't. It's not helped because all these writings are written after the fact. So you definitely yeah. could yeah. have that revisionist history kind of a. Oh no! Yeah, Hazael, totally picked by God, right. picked right. by God. I know you don't like him, but. <laughs> That was so long God, ago. God, God picked. <laughs> you know, I mean, what can he do? What can he do? Um. Uh. So yeah, and and I understand. Like, okay, Jehu, son of Nimshi, is king over I- Israel. Uh, I- I'm not as familiar of Aram uh, as far as uh, where that is in the territory, and why there would be. Kind of dominion of this uh, of this region. Do you have any geographical knowledge on um, Aram, and how that how that plays into the territory that
1: the the tribes held? We aren't quite sure, but um, we think it was probably around um, present day Lebanon. I think. Okay. So east and a little north of Israel. Okay. Okay.
0: Um. Yeah, it it does kind of uh, beg the question of like how you know how was that structured? Like, what were the territories, and were they all contiguous between the different tribes, and uh, or or was it like, oh yeah, but the mountain range in between is uh, held by heathens, (laughs) and uh,
1: yeah. Since we don't know where it was, we don't know, right? I mean, certainly the the like you, you used the term you did, the revisionist narrative would be they were all connected. Um, but we know just like from the book of Psalms, there are many areas that were essentially ungovernable, mm-hmm. many of the mountainous and the territories of bandits, yeah. such a, such folk. Yeah.
0: Um. So is, is there any indication as to why Elisha... Um, was there it was was shaphat uh uh a, like a noteworthy um person of like how how, do, how does one pick a prophet i mean again obviously the, the the picking of elisha can suffer the same revisionist history as to um you know why he was chosen but do we have any indication of like oh he comes from a like a Long line of uh, of the the oh which, which one of the tribes were the, were the priests um, Levites the Levites, yeah, was he like a, oh yeah, he's one of the Levite households and and uh, that's how he gets picked. Is there, is, is there any knowledge as to how those kind of things go
1: <laughs> Not, we, we don't know. this is the first time Elijah appears mm-hmm. and we never get his backstory. Interesting, yeah. Other than unusual. who his
0: dad is. Hmm? And that he was flying. <laughs> That's his backstory. Yeah. He right. has a dad and he worked in the fields. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and he did get to say goodbye. Yeah. And he did get to say goodbye. Uh, oh, yeah. He's, he also has a mother. It's referenced. Yeah, I was just double checking that. <laughs> yep. Okay, Let so me kiss my mother, father and my mother. Yeah. Um, but
1: yeah. The, okay. Who, so I have to admit, it's like, Yeah, son, we said you could go, but where are the oxen? (laughs) Bye, Mom! (laughs) Yeah, this
0: man left his parents destitute.
1: Yeah! (laughs) Yeah, that's just one of those...
0: Gotta be a teenager.
1: (laughs) Like, just not thinking. Sort of the equivalent of, you wrecked the car, (laughs) and now you say you're moving in with your girlfriend. (laughs) Because I set it on fire, Mom and Dad. <laughs> yeah. You don't understand me.
0: I, this is why I act out and do the I'm things I do. Choose my God. I'll choose you, my God. <laughs> <laughs> um, it is interesting that they, uh, the the um, yeah. So if if he's plowing the field with the oxen, um, uh, indications are that they're you know he's working a farm. Mm -hmm. uh so instead of planting crops that that year they he fed the people which is still like kind of a nice uh a nice thing to do um but that wheat ain't gonna grow now (laughs) yeah i don't know maybe he finished maybe he finished plowing and
1: again the uh, it's yet another symbolic story Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because the um 12 yoke of oxen that's a Bootload of Yeah, way more than
0: one person would need to plow the field. Yeah. So either either a if taken literally an implication of like, oh, this is like, he was leading a group of people plowing the field. And there were like a bunch of them, maybe. Uh, or... Maybe. Uh, uh, or like, you, as you were saying, kind of indicating...
1: Twelve tribes si-
0: of Israel. Symbolism. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Which is probably more likely, I would venture, to yeah. guess.
1: I mean, it's just economically not practical to feed water tend mm-hmm. 12 yoke of oxen for a single field. is um
0: i wonder if there's anything that we can read into that symbolism then, uh because like uh, uh is like one of elijah's or elisha's big uh gripe later on in the story having anything to do with like uh hey you got you you 12 tribes need to um, stop being so, so individualistic and start recognizing that you are one group, which is maybe not, like the breaking down of the walls of the 12 tribes by boiling these 12 oxen and feeding them to the people.
1: Not so much um, that sort of, and the way I interpret what you're saying, nationalistic mm-hmm. structure. It's more you are to start yet again following the one true God. Right and
0: these divisions don't matter. Like, yeah,
1: these the your concerns about earthly power mm-hmm. are ludicrous. I can see
0: that. Yeah. yeah, maybe being the the symbolism of
1: this. Okay, that'd be cool. Yeah, and there there'll be lots of prove you're a real prophet. Okay, easy. uh Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he he does. The, yeah, they
0: yeah. Uh, There's some. Man, I really wish we could, we should just do a full reading of, <laughs> of First and Second Kings. There's there's so many good stories
1: uh, uh, in there. Well, let's just look at chapter 20, verse 16. Okay. They went out at noon while Ben-Hadad was drinking himself drunk in the booths. He and 32 kings allied with him. <laughs> the beginning of a blockbuster movie. <laughs> yeah so many yeah don't don't give away the farm maybe that's next week's reading I yeah know. I, who knows um but yeah you can almost just close your eyes and drop a finger it's like some amazing bizarre story right
0: right you, you yeah you almost could do that read like a couple of verses and then go wait 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 I, yeah. gotta, I gotta start earlier than that yeah what's going on here what who is this guy why did this happen Yeah, Yeah. Uh, um, that's kings. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Kings are crazy, man. Uh, Anything else about this
1: uh, reading? I'm already starting to read other pages. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, okay, we better stop. It's a strong temptation. It's a strong It's
0: wildly entertaining. Um, uh, Quite so. Which is which is. an interesting thing to say about the the Bible, right? I mean, <laughs> yeah, it, it, uh, we, we know so many of the stories uh, as, as like uh, children and all the, you know, a lot of the main points uh, through the gospel readings uh, over the years to find something in the Bible that is legitimately wildly entertaining is kind of fun. Yeah. Uh, and actually it's, not very hard. It's there. It's there.
1: Yeah. One of the things so many people um, who are in Christian formation complain about is how we dull down the Bible. Yeah. Um, hey, let,
0: let, let's, let's call it what it is. This is one of the reasons why we stopped covering the second reading yeah. uh, <laughs> on the podcast. Cause like,
1: yeah, this, this is,
0: yeah, this is a, uh, 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 one of the disciples points of view reiterated and shared by one of the other readings yeah. that we read six weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, um, Old Testament is chock full of, uh, of, of some, Wild, fun stories. It has so. a lot
1: of two-headed dogs in it.
0: Yes, exactly. Exactly. Symbolically <laughs> speaking, well, let's move on to our Psalm reading for the week. Psalm sixteen, uh, which uh, the way that this is written is written, I assume, is the full Psalm uh, sixteen. Protect me, O God, for in you I take refuge. I say to the Lord, You are my Lord. I have no good apart from you. As for the holy ones in the land, they are the noble, in whom is all my delight. Those who choose another God multiply their sorrows. Their drink offerings of blood I will not pour out or take their names upon my lips. The Lord is my chosen portion and my cup. You hold my lot. The, the boundary lines have fallen for me in pleasant places. I have a goodly heritage. I bless the Lord who gives me counsel. In the night also my heart instructs me. I keep the Lord always before me because he is at my right hand. I shall not be moved. Therefore, my heart is glad and my soul rejoices. My body also rests secure. For you do not give me up to Sheol or let your faith Uh, or let your faithful one see the pit. You show me the path of life. In your presence there is fullness of joy. In your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Um, Any historical context for the psalm? This is...
1: Kinda. It's... Unlike a lot of psalms, it is a psalm of good stuff. And so... Um, it it kind of sounds lamenty at times, but most of the time it it is a psalm of delight. Um, but mm-hmm. the exact occasion it was written for, we have no idea. Okay.
0: Yeah, definitely. Uh, uh, you used the word delight. It used the word delight. Yeah. Uh, uh, very delightful. Um, but <laughs> um, there is this reference in verse 10 uh, to something uh, – worldly and substantive i think what is you did not you did not give me up to sheol uh who like is that a is that a group of people is that a a, a false god like what's the what's what's sheol it's
1: death oh okay but uh, not the act of dying but the place of dead
0: okay so, so. this is a. Uh, 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 Hebrew uh, uh, poetry, the, the the rephrasing. Yes. Okay. So you did not give me up to shill or let your faithful one see the pit. Those two things are talking about the same exact thing. Exactly. Gotcha.
1: And so this does tell us that there's a sense that this this is somewhere in the timeline of eternal life develop the concept of eternal life uh-huh. developing. Yeah. Um, since there is an existence after death, mm-hmm. even though this is undefined in, right. in the psalm. It's a mistake that some English translations make to translate sheol as hell. Because that's not its not a place of punishment. It's just a place of being dead.
0: Okay. Is the pit
1: um, uh, similarly just...
0: That one definitely...
1: It Sounds bad, it, 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 yeah.
0: It brings to mind uh, hell, the modern day concepts of hell,
1: yeah. And it's not <laughs> okay, it's it's instead the place it, it's the same thing as Sheol, it's okay, it's the place where the dead are. Gotcha. What's
0: the um, since it's translated and this is Hebrew poetry, and oftentimes, um, they say the same phrase in, in a slightly different way, that implies, I'm assuming that two different words are used just as two different words are translated. So what is there, do we know any distinct difference between the two words that are used? Like is one like, Oh, this is the Hebrew concept uh, or or the Hebrew named place. And this other one is like a a neighboring civilizations concept of the same thing. Or like, do we have Uh, any,
1: I see what you're saying. You know
0: what I mean? Like what's the difference between the two words that are used?
1: The, the English English gets it right. In this case, the translation Sheol is a proper name for mm-hmm. that place where without, and it doesn't define where that place is the pit. It can be used as it is in English for various things, mm-hmm. but at least in my translation is properly uh, given a capital letter mm. as another name for that place of the dead. Gotcha. Um, so it's, you know, like a dark cave.
0: Gotcha. Okay. So uh, this is, this is the equivalent of, I'm trying to think of, uh, of one. Um, this is the equivalent of like the name, a stadium or an arena that has a proper yeah. name. Yeah. And then there's like the nickname. Right. You know, that, right. that, that, uh, that goes along with it. Um, uh, yeah.
1: So. And a, and, of course, we're both drawing a blank. On-
0: <laughs> right. Well, I mean, like, so, like, here in Indianapolis, the you know, Lucas Oil Field is where the Colts play. Some people call it the drum.
1: Oh, I didn't know that.
0: Because, of it, 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 you know, Lucas Oil, and it's kind of shaped like a drum barrel. Oh. Um, if you look top down.
1: Oh, I didn't know that. You know, or. Yeah. That, yes, I, that, I shouldn't say
0: many people say it, but I have heard some people call it the drum.
1: Well, but, yes, that's a very good example. And I thought it was the drum left over from the old r c a dome, which really did look like a drum on top of
0: it. yeah, it really did <laughs> yeah. that's true that's true
1: but yes that that is a good sheol pit, I got you, okay. Yeah. okay, okay um
0: what uh um so we we have no idea the author uh right. or the occasion this this definitely doesn't seem uh like one of the kingly psalms um uh, right
1: not a kingly psalm
0: um not a priestly psalm yeah this almost because of because of its delightedness um um i almost read this as uh uh this is almost a, a good like night bedtime prayer kind of thing yeah it would be um um just because of the uh kind of the protective nature uh or implication of some of the lines and mm-hmm. uh And, um, uh, there, I, I also want to, you know, spend a moment here. Um, the, the phrase, I keep the Lord always before me because he is at my right hand. I shall not be moved. There's this, this imagery, uh, where God, uh, is initially is not only in front to kind of taking the lead. Um, but this concept of being right hand, I mean, we, 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 use the phrase a decent amount in English. Uh, you know, he's my right hand man or, right. you know, uh, it's
1: meant the same way.
0: Um, I'm not sure uh, if the, uh the, the old ideas of the left being le- I'm not entirely sure where that initially came from. Uh, is it just, just from right hand dominance throughout history or like, yeah. Um,
1: well, I mean, I'm not, I haven't done a, a, a study of that particular phrase, but it may have come from the biblical use yeah, it might and, be. in terms of in English um, where, yeah, by being at someone's right hand, both they are protecting you with their, with their dominant hand mm-hmm. and you are protecting their dominant hand.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I so have to admit, mutuality. I have to admit, as I read it, I I decided to look up real quick images I, I in, in my head immediately went to the, uh, the, the, old cartoon trope of having a devil and and an angel (laughs) on your shoulder. Uh Uh, And I'm in a way happy, happy to report that there's not consistency as to which one's on the right side.
1: That's okay. Now that's a thought that's going to stick with me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) There, there are some where the angels on the right and there are some where the devil's on the right. Uh, And I would be kind of curious to see if that's actually on purpose as to the situation uh, oh good golly in this in, the, in whatever, <laughs> that's a rabbit hole in in, in, in in the story as to who wins out the in the argument that'd be kind of fun to see i'll to.
1: i just uh i don't know sometime during covid got a box set of tom and jerry ancient cartoons yeah i now have a research purpose for them. there you go there you go i've already so. seen at least one with the two characters on tom's shoulders yeah, yeah.
0: um so um what else but what else? there is
1: a significance since you po- called that verse out oh, sure. sure, sure, sure. is that within this verse, um, verse eight, I keep the Lord always before me, because he is at my right hand I shall not be moved. There's actually almost a physical movement from following God to God being a companion right at one side. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, the, so a maturing of the relationship between the voice of the psalm and God, which is so easy to overlook, mm-hmm. but is in many ways the key concept the psalm is trying to trans tr- transmit.
0: Yeah, um, yeah. The imagery there is 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 really cool. Like I said, um, that's that's one of the reasons why the protective nature of it kind of makes me. Think of a, now I lay me down to sleep yeah, kind of a, very kind much of a so. song.
1: Um, One more fun fact. Sure. The verse before, verse seven, I bless the Lord who gives me counsel in the night. Also, my heart instructs me. Uh-huh. If we were to literally translate that, it would be my kidneys. Because, <laughs> because in the Hebrew culture, that was the seat of emotions.
0: Wait, wait. Wait, <laughs> the kidneys were the seat of yes. emotion. Why do we know? Because I don't know if we know. Um, because all right, all right. Let, let, let me first let, let me let me think back about this here real quick. Uh, it does make sense that it would not be heart, because um, the heart. In, in a lot of the language, uh, as and I think we've talked about this before, um, is not is not ever really the emotional place. Right. Like it's it's it's. Uh, it's
1: actually more the intellect.
0: Yeah, yeah. The the, the core of one's being is yeah. is, what, uh, is yeah. what the the heart uh, is kind of symbolized as, right? Or yeah, uh, which is what one of the reasons why that's kind of like the, the the imagery of where the soul resides mm-hmm. like that's right. your your base, your core as to who you are as a person so I get with why it wouldn't be heart I, I'm flummoxed as to why it would be the kidney
1: <laughs>
0: I, yeah, I gotta admit,
1: I'm not sure
0: why either I mean, the bourbon drinker in me assumes <laughs> that it has something to do with alcohol <laughs> so emotional <laughs> <laughs> Must be the kidney. <laughs> the kidney's acting up and is is uh, hitting overtime with this this one right now.
1: Yeah, uh, okay. I I can only think of I'm only picturing really gross discoveries of what kidneys do, like in battle. You know, someone getting stabbed in the kidney. and Someone going, that looks really emotional. <laughs>
0: It's I mean so it's it be like the it an incredibly it's a, an incredibly black ichor kind of a, a, a kind of blood that would come out we of it. You don't know so. what
1: people are doing while they're listening so I, Yeah, that's true. But, but like I, But yeah, maybe it's the color of the blood that comes out. Could be. That is like that's something that different. That looks like
0: raw emotion leaving, yeah. the,
1: bo- leaving the body. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Well, and actually the most interesting thing to me is that Chuck,
0: I don't know why you're so <laughs> I see you're very emotional having <laughs> stabbed you in the kidney. <laughs> That must be your emotion center. (laughs) Pull yourself together, man. Look, it's science. We can't argue with it.
1: Well, and okay, my little tangent will be how few ancient cultures really had any clear, really had any theory about what a brain was for. Yeah. (laughs) Well, that's where you hit someone to kill them. Right. (laughs) Seemed to be about the extent of it.
0: Yeah. Hmm. I mean, yeah, sci- science hadn't made it terribly no. <laughs> far yet. We were, you know, yeah. fledgling scientists at that point. Um, so I would be very curious if if anybody knows uh, yeah. the origin of why the kidneys were the epicenter of emotion mm-hmm. uh, it, it culturally at that point in time. Feel free to email us at shortcut at hfec. Yeah. Uh, org I'd, I'd love to know the story behind that but that's wikipedia
1: will not be accepted you have to do a little more work than that
0: yeah 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 yeah. <laughs> we'll do the wikipedia. internet says
1: <laughs> well i don't mind the internet there's some really good sources on there it's just yeah oh, i want a little more effort yeah 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 and
0: in exchange
1: you get nothing
0: right? <laughs> you get the knowledge uh that, yes. that we did that, that we so sorely lack yes uh uh so um and he can lord, us, lord it over us for, uh, for eternity. Well, let's move on to, uh, speaking of Lord, let's move on to Luke <sighs> chapter 9, 51 through 62. Uh, so this is our gospel reading for the week. When the days drew near for him to be taken up, he set his face to go to Jerusalem, and he sent messengers ahead of him. On their way, they entered a the village of the Samaritans to make ready for him, but they did not receive him because his face was set towards Jerusalem. When his disciples, James and John, saw it, they said, Lord, do you want us to command fire to come down from heaven and consume them? But he turned and rebuked them. Then he went on to another village. As they were going along the road, someone said to him, I will follow you wherever you go. And Jesus said to him, Foxes have holes and birds of the air have nests, but the son of man has nowhere to lay his head. To another, he said, follow me. But he said, Lord, first let me go and bury my father. But Jesus said to him, let the dead bury their own dead. But as for you, go and proclaim the kingdom of God. Another said, I will follow you, Lord, but let me first say farewell to those at my home. Jesus said to him, no one who puts his hand to the plow and looks back is fit for the kingdom of God. We did some foreshadowing in the earlier uh, earlier reading. Um I like this phrase, by the way, set his face yes, to go to Jerusalem. Cool. Uh, um, uh, like uh, my weird mind goes to like the, the, you know, like a poster that has like a, uh, standing figure, like, you yeah. know, bravely like looking up into the sky and, and, uh, um, and to recruit you for the U S Navy or something, you know what I mean? Like, uh, um, but like, well, what I it's
1: more, I, the hero will accept my call.
0: Yeah. And maybe, and maybe this goes along with what we were just saying about uh, uh, not knowing what the brain is for. <laughs>
1: yeah. 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 Because
0: we use the phrase, you set your mind on it or you yes. set your heart on it. And this is just like, I don't know his face really wanted to go there. (laughs) But so, so, but, but I guess, I suppose a more apt, more modern phrase would be like his gaze was set, like saying someone's gaze was set on, on on an area or a region, like, you know, implies the same kind of a thing. He he decided he wanted to go to Jerusalem is the intent. I just find it interesting that we use the word face.
1: Yeah. And it, it, I, it's part of the beautiful Greek that Luke uses of, you know, just really wonderful imagery.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it would go, it does stand a reason why the phrase would be could be uh, written this way because you know, the face kind of does telegraph what it is that you're looking yeah. at and what you're interested in and paying attention
1: to. So well, um, and it also, in this case says he's not paying attention to the Samaritans because mm-hmm. he's heading to Jerusalem. Yep. He's already, he's already thinking about those folks down the road.
0: Yeah. Um, speaking of the Samaritans, um, uh, is it, is it in, well, I, let me take one step back. Is it in Luke where uh, we see the instruction by Jesus of how to go uh, out uh, and uh, kind of prepare the way? So, yeah. so, so this is like a, a preemptive welcome party of like, Hey, Jesus is coming. uh, uh I'm the event coordinator. <laughs> Hi, nice to meet you. Uh, is there a place Everyone where we can find their
1: piece of grass to right, sit on? Right. We'll be we'll be is getting
0: there, started soon. Is there is, is there an
1: amphitheater we could use, right. or you know, restroom
0: adjacent? <laughs> um how's the parking situation <laughs> lots of room for donkeys and colts we're gonna need those um but uh so but samaritan the samaritans were not having any of it and and we've talked uh i think as recently as just last week about uh samaritans are that group of people uh right that, that were left behind yep. when um they the the jews were captured by babylon uh and mm-hmm. and took them into captivity and it
1: wasn't worth their trouble to take right. the samaritans along
0: that's where the samaritans were uh, uh um kind of were created the event that created the samaritans mm-hmm. so these are fellow israelites no uh, well no a fellow uh what would you say what's the correct phrase because it's <laughs> it, they're they're it, it's it's they're born they're born of the same origin they just had a different outcome uh, after, yeah. uh, after uh after entering the, the the promised land um, right the
1: it's it's almost hard to describe because it's so offensive <laughs> but yeah they they were kind of the scum of the earth mm. um uh, wow
0: so it says the people who wrote this
1: well, yeah I mean I was about to say by the the prejudiced views of Jesus's disciples yeah they were the scum of the earth and as were their forebearers the Samaritan forebearers in the eyes of anyone from Galilee or Jerusalem area so one of so it it's not surprising that the Samaritans are saying you don't care about us you're going to Jerusalem yeah um and we know what jerusalem thinks of us right um but you know that that gives us a, a little lesson there of wait a minute jesus really has been saying he's for everyone and just because jesus likes those guys doesn't mean jesus dislikes us
0: right yeah i um I'm of two minds as to how I think this uh this um encounter between James, John, and Jesus actually plays out. Um one, I do I, you know, as written, uh right, turns and rebukes them for, for basically bad mouth, like badmouthing the Samaritans and being like, we should just like they should just be destroyed and and, yeah. and we move on with our lives. Um so that's that's kind of like the straightforward. I like to think that uh, Jesus version of rebuking them though, in this situation is to laugh in their face because James and John are like, Hey, uh, you want us to command fire uh, to come down from heaven and consume them. And in my mind, that's laughable. Like Jesus, like should get a tremendous chuckle from this. I'm like, when, (laughs) when (laughs) have you ever, (laughs) what makes you think that's, something that I do give you power to do
1: right yeah. yes you're right on that um, and other other um, very old texts from the gospel of Luke ha- have a different translation or an additional wording hmm. um, re- so that reads um, Jesus rebuked them and said you do not know what's sp- what spirit you are of for the son of man has come not to destroy the lives of human beings but to save them oh
0: so this is uh, this is uh, that's kind of remin- that's very reminiscent of the John passage there. yeah uh, for God so loved the world that he mm-hmm. sent his only begotten son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life for God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world but to save the world through him yeah yeah see I have some of the Bible memorized you have a lot <laughs> Um, so that's interesting. That's interesting that it's completely gone from our current well, translation.
1: Well, it may be that, I mean, one of the problems we have is, you know, we don't have n- dated texts of
0: mm-hmm. the gospel. So
1: right. So we can say, put that them in order. Older. Here's yeah. where the
0: change happened. Here's where yeah. the change
1: happened. Yeah. So we don't know if this, this was an original one that people said, eh, it's too wordy. Or if it was people aren't getting this. We got to add a little something to explain it.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: Um, And then, and then we have kind
0: of as a call back to our first reading, um, uh, different excuses that people uh, uh, give, although uh, there's no oxen burning uh, or oxen boiling, I should say. And, uh, and, and, and yoke burning. Um, Unlike Elijah and Elisha, the The excuses are not permitted in any way, shape or form, yeah, um I'm curious as to um the, the this first one let's start with this first one. I'll follow you wherever you go is what someone says, yeah, foxes have holes and birds of the air have nests, but the son of man has nowhere to lay his head it, it it's not so much saying um it's not. This one is the 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 least rebuke, uh, like response. Yeah, I think because in my mind, this is almost like a forewarning of like I don't think you know what all's involved. Exactly. You understand that like following me wherever I go, you I have no home.
1: Yeah, we don't we don't stop Are from hotels.
0: Right. Exactly. Are you do. You, are you aware of this? <laughs> like, do yeah. you know well, what and, it is that
1: you're actually saying? And most of the people that Jesus would encounter were not travelers. Yeah. You know, they were used to, you go so far, and then you get back in time to sleep in your home. Right. And it could look to them like that's what Jesus is doing. Mm-hmm. But so he's, yeah, he's very explicit. He said, no, that's not what we're doing here.
0: Yeah. Um. So uh, the second one is... Uh, um. So it, it, the second encounter, though Jesus engages this person. Right, you follow me. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> my dad died <laughs> again. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. This is kind of like the the homework excuse yeah. kid. Like ah, uh, dog ate it. <laughs> I <Right>. don't know. Uh. <laughs> um, kind of a harsh response though. Let the bet dead bury their own dead. What does that mean? What. What a what a when taken literally what a heartless mantra <laughs> like uh, uh, this isn't uh, this isn't something that we're we're it's like a through line for Jesus teachings of like oh yeah you know our 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 burial traditions need re- reformed here like what what's what's going on why does he say this
1: the person defend a- him. <laughs> the person who, I'm defending I'll defend Jesus yeah um, the person who Jesus called mm-hmm. doesn't say his father has died mm. and so what that person is saying is you know I have my, my family responsibilities to fulfill oh okay and so once he's dead then I'll have my life to myself and I'll give it to you
0: okay Okay, well, that does change yeah. the excuse
1: because it still it gives me a hearing. little.
0: Yeah, this still gives me a little trouble with the i i my my trouble with letting let the dead bury their own dead phrase still is difficult, more difficult to digest.
1: Well, it it it's metaphorical for yeah. the spirit. let your
0: ancestors take care of it.
1: Well, it uh, or. Hey, if if you want to hang out with a spiritually dead, go ahead, mm. is really what is what Jesus is referring to. But if you want to encounter the one true God alive in your life, I'm saying, follow me. Hmm. Okay. So, but so and, in this
0: instance, Jesus is calling this person uh, uh, who's he's talking to dead.
1: If he hangs That's out with That's fine.
0: Him, you bury your own.
1: You know. Yeah. Stick with him. Yeah. Yeah. And it never says that the person Jesus called does not follow.
0: That's true. That's true. It may have
1: been the person said, oh, I get it. Yeah. Okay. Let's go. It,
0: it is It is interesting that someone says like, hey, I want to join you. And like, no, you don't. <laughs>
1: you, however,
0: <laughs> you, however, picking you out of a crowd, you come with me.
1: Yeah yeah i mean that's i just love that scene (laughs)
0: um uh uh and one kind of imagines that the third example like hears all of this uh and is like okay i see you looking at me uh before you say anything i i'm i'm gonna do it you know don't don't be mad i'm (laughs) gonna do it I just need to say goodbye first because, you know, I told my wife I was going to get some groceries and I'm not going to be that guy. <laughs> just doesn't come back. Um, so, um, and again, it's kind of, a uh, um, same, same things that you've said, uh, for the last guy, there are no indication that this person doesn't right. come, but, um, this very foreboding response and again, it ties directly with our first Elijah. reading. Yeah, uh, No one who puts a hand to the plow and looks back is fit for the kingdom of God. Um, which doesn't, necess- doesn- doesn't expressly say, no, you can't do that, Right. to be fair. Um, uh, the implication is, uh, uh, in my mind, a little bit more of, um, once you've set your mind to this, though... You need to follow so through. Back. Yeah. So go say goodbye. But uh, you know, yeah. If you look, if you you could you could end up looking back and being tempted to stay. Yeah. Um, so, um, um, I wonder. I wonder if Jesus directly took this from the writings in the Book of Kings. As far, like, it's implied. Kind of implied, right?
1: Um, because way back, I don't know half dozen verses earlier um, 54 and one of your favorite parts of this passage today when the disciples James and John saw it they said Lord do you want us to command fire to come down from heaven and consume them there are other um, Bible versions from the ancient times that add on as Elijah did oh okay (laughs) I gotcha yeah so yeah we're already put in Elijah just say
0: the word and I'll uh, I'll boil these oxen (laughs) yeah just say the word, man.
1: <laughs> well, and there are scenes where Elijah does get to call down fire on people. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and, and again. Kings, yes. Gotta read the books. Gotta be gotta kings. read the books of kings. Um so yes, this is a callback to that Elisha mm-hmm, event. Mm-hmm. And like you say, it does Jesus never says you can't do it. Yeah. But um, yeah, the saying, you know, don't don't live a life of regret from this. Um yeah. No don't don't come with half a heart. Yeah, and it's a, or half a kidney.
0: Right, right, right.
1: <laughs> and and I think it's interesting. Half a kidney.
0: I think it's interesting though to point out uh, in a way the implication is kind of is is overall um hey, this isn't for everybody. Right. Which modern day Christians I think uh uh would have trouble with that viewpoint. Because mm-hmm. I think we a lot of times we like to look at these verses and be like, "This Jesus is saying, this is the what what we should do." Right. Uh, um, and that's not how I'm reading it. At least I'm I'm looking at this, going like, "He's he's warning people, like, hey, it's it's not easy. Right. It's not. It's not a. It's it's not a given. Yet you, you you know, if you do what." myself and these people following me right now are going to have to do. It's going to be hard. You're maybe never going to see your loved ones again. Uh uh it could end in death. You'll have no home. Uh uh, you know
1: no retirement plan. There's
0: but the implication is like there's that's not to say that there's anything wrong with yeah, staying home and tending the fields and leading a prayerful existence, knowing your you know knowing your Creator. There's no right. indication of like, yeah, this is what you have this to do. This is the only way. This is the only exactly. This is uh this is this is uh, uh kind of interesting in, in that regards of of as far as Jesus collecting followers. I would imagine would be juxtaposed against other uh, false uh, prophets, false messiahs during that period of time. Uh, and and the kind of message that they would uh might be sharing I can imagine very easily a false prophet being like sure it's easy to join me and uh uh come along and and uh and uh like and subscribe and we'll
1: <laughs> see and I'm actually picturing something different than that which is in modern days um cults mm-hmm and that this this is showing Jesus the Jesus movement 2,000 years ago was not a cult. People could come and go.
0: Yeah. And yeah.
1: Jesus really wanted them to be clear-eyed about what they were joining as opposed to the false prophets who would say, yeah, come along and you know, I'll rain down fire on people and we'll have a good time, uh, but you have to follow <laughs> me. <good> <laughs> you have to follow me at the exclusion of all else. Yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 So I, it, it is one of those stories that I think um, we, a lot of us have gotten twisted. Yes. Um. Uh, and, and, and maybe just because we read it in, you know, short clips like this. like That's part of it. It's, and, it's harder to.
1: And it's so hard to read the Bible as if we're reading it for the first time. Yeah. And so, you know, just. You know, hymns or or bumper stickers or posters or sermons, wherever it is we've encountered these as distinct tiny clips, mm-hmm. we lose the context Yeah. of how the apostles were getting it wrong. Mm-hmm. And then Jesus starts to call more people, but it's giving them warnings about how hard this is going to be.
0: Yeah, uh, uh it, it also makes me wonder uh since the apostles are part of this story as they hear these words, yeah. what goes through their minds. Yeah. Had they fully or or do they see a sign of recognition of like, yeah, it's been a while since <laughs> it's been a while since I saw Zebedee.
1: Yeah. Though you know one of the things we also have to think about is while we accurately have this image of Jesus and his followers roaming around. They're roaming around a very small area. Yeah. That the Galilean region, I'm just <clears throat> I don't think I'm exaggerating in saying you could walk at least north to south easily in a day and see everything. Hmm. So you know it's at most a two-day round trip. Yeah. And and therefore people who did leave everything and follow Jesus were more you know, could literally walk through their town multiple times and say hi to folks right, right. so they weren't isolated they they weren't like the um, society that was coexisting at this time of the dead sea scrolls that was uh withdrawn monastery out in the desert
0: yeah right
1: but instead they were, they were walking through towns and villages and meeting people and and repeatedly crisscrossing their home territory
0: that's interesting so so like the guy who's like uh hey my dad might die sometime uh that's something that you can kind of easily see then see through then as an excuse for what it is it's an excuse okay if your dad dies it's not going to be hard for you to make it back home and bury him yeah yeah You know, so,
1: (laughs) you know, how about it, right? (laughs) Well, and what follows this, and I I didn't look ahead to see if we're getting this in the readings next Sunday. um, Is Jesus sending out 70 people? Mm. Yes, we can get it next week. Okay, so I won't go into that. But think of, you know, that's connected with, yeah, this is hard. Hey, but now you get to do stuff. Yeah, and you'll be back. You'll be back yeah. through. Yeah. Um, there's one other thing about the. Oh, yeah. The thing about waiting out till the family dies off mm-hmm. um, <laughs> is we know Jesus has just turned his face towards Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. Therefore, death is on a nearby horizon. So by the time the family dies off, Jesus will probably be only available in resurrected form. Right. So you the the guy's going to miss out on this amazing experience of taking a walk physically with God.
0: Yeah. Hm. Yeah, it, uh, uh narratively and uh, an important thing to kind of keep in mind is to yeah, this is
1: it's a time it's a time there's a time limit.
0: Yeah. Very much so. Very much so well i think with that we'll call to a close this year podcast for june 26 2022 the third sunday after pentecost in year C. Uh, like i said uh, like i always say every always. week uh lots going on at the church uh, uh so visit our website uh, holyfamilyfishers.org Uh, to see what all is going on Uh, and join us uh, in worship this next week, uh, eight and 10 in person. 10 o'clock will be on HFEC videos on YouTube and be broadcast live. Um, And until next week, I'm Ben. Stay cool. I'm Bruce.
1: (laughs) And we'll talk to you then. (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye.